You're tuned in to the One Life Podcast. Where we provide you with the people and discussions that will enable you to develop the principles, virtues, and mindsets required to take full advantage of the one life you have to live and to live a life that will outlive you. Now, here's your host, Army officer, ultra marathon runner, professional coach, and speaker, Devin Rodriguez. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life in which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected during common hours. See, that was a quote that Henry David Thoreau said a long, long time ago. And truth be told, it's probably one of my favorite quotes. I would say probably top five or top three. And the reason why is because it's damn true. I grew up hating myself, grew up bullied. I grew up not being able to go to the park because I was fearful of coming home. Would I come home? I remember one time I went to the park, and I oftentimes share this story. My mom said, Devin, I don't think it's a good time to go to the park. It's not a good idea, honey. I said, Mom, I'm going. I got some courage in me. I'm going. She said, Devin, listen, nothing good happens when you leave the house alone. I said, Mom, I'm growing up. I'm in the fifth grade. I can't continue to live my life like this. I have to go to the park. I want to play basketball. So she said, you know what, son? Go right ahead. Go play basketball. So I went. My mom bought me a new basketball. Cost about 20 bucks. I went to the park, and now how the park was set up was that on the basketball courts, there was the A court where the cool kids played, and there was the B court where the rejects like me played. And I went up to the A court, and I said, hey, guys, can I play? And, of course, these were the kids that bullied me. They said, no, get out of here, loser. Chocolate milk, brownie. Get out of here. Go play on a B court. Nobody wants you. I said, okay, fine. Here we go again with the same old crap. So I went on a B court and I started to play. And I was a little chubby at the time. I didn't run really fast. So I shot the ball and it hit off the front of the rim. And it hit off the front of the rim and it started to roll onto the A court. And I knew that if my ball went onto the A court, nothing good would happen. And me being the little chubster I was, I was breathing heavy. (laughs) Trying to run that ball down and I couldn't. And it found... it way into the hand of a kid named Mike who was about three or four years older than me bully he picked up the ball and he kicked it over the fence and it went into the weeds and I screamed Mike 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 why would you do that man my mom just bought me that ball go get it for me man go get it for me he turned to me and he says what are you going to do if I don't get it for you and I said "Uh, nothing I'm sorry See, I wasn't trying to get another beat in that day, so I played it off like it was okay, and I was devastated. Just kicked my ball into the weeds, into the marshland, man. So I said, you know what, it's time to go home. So I got all my stuff together, picked up my phone and my water bottle, and I had two ways of going home. I could have either walked up to the boulevard, which is a busy driving area, cars going in both directions, it's a boulevard. The other way to go was through the park, which eventually would lead to the playground where there's the monkey bars, the swings, you know what I'm talking about. And then I would be able to get 
to the boulevard through a gate that's right near the playground. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to go through the playground. Picked up my stuff. I went to the playground. I made a 90-degree right turn onto the playground, which has rubber mats on it. So if kids fall, they don't hurt themselves. I turned onto those rubber mats, and my heart dropped. It dropped because what I saw was the five bullies who for the past three years of my life gave me hell each and every day were there waiting for me. And I turned and they said, what are you going to do now? If I ran the other way, they would have just followed me. I was stuck, overwhelmed. Have you ever had one of those moments in your life in which your heart just dropped and you knew that what was about to happen was something very, very bad? So I did what my instincts told me. See, I was about 100 or 200 feet away from the gate. Remember I mentioned the gate that would enable me to get to the boulevard and run two blocks home. So I said, you know what? They're just hanging around. They were sitting on this on the swings. They were sitting on a couple of the benches. So I said, you know what? I'm going to catch them off guard. And I'm going to run directly through the middle of them. And I'm going to go right to the gate. So I did that and I started running and I went towards the gate. And as soon as I moved my foot, they all started to chase after me. But the good news was, was that despite my chubbiness, I was still kind of quick. And I went to the gate and I took him off guard. And finally I got to the gate and I tried to open the gate, which was closed. And it was locked. And at that moment, I knew what was about to happen as the kids caught up to me. And I was shaking the gate, screaming, open, open, please open, please open, please open. It wouldn't open. And they said, we got you now. For the next five minutes, I laid on the floor being beaten. Blood dripping from my nose, tears flowing from my eyelids. My voice being strained by, by cries for help. Help, help, please help me, please, please. And nobody said anything until finally, about five minutes later, someone screamed out from their car, get off that kid. And I ran home, bloodied. I went to go run up my stairs, but I couldn't. I said, mama, mama, please get out, mama, mama, mama. Finally, she came out and she said, she put her hands over her mouth and gasped. What, what happened to you, son? I said, Mama, they got me. I said, Mama, you were right. I shouldn't have gone. They said, don't worry about it, baby. We're going to have to get you fixed up. As soon as my dad heard my mom gasping and getting upset and starting to cry, he came outside and he said, listen, we can't do this anymore. So I said, what do you mean? And I realized at that moment that sometimes in life, it's harder for your parents to experience things than it is for you to experience things. Because although the physical scars did hurt me, it hurt my parents a lot more. Why? Because what hurt me the most were the scars that nobody could see. The thoughts that I was thinking. The belief I had in myself. The external scars, they scabbed up and they healed. The internal scars remained open as big gashes that just stuck me in the side and wouldn't go away. But it was hard for my parents. And in that moment, see, in life, we make decisions and our decisions make us. My parents gave me a decision to make that radically transformed my life. My dad said, Devin, we can't do this anymore. We cannot watch you go through this anymore. He said, son, we, we're going to give you the opportunity that you've been asking us for, son. We're going to transfer you to another school, St. Rose of Lima, over the bridge. What do you say, son? And I took a minute and I said, uh, 
Mamma. Det här. No. I said, what did you say, son? I said, I'm not going anywhere. Son, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going anywhere, mom. Ahmad, despite the blood that's dripping from me, I'm not going anywhere. And he said, Devin, are you sure? You've been asking us for to escape this situation for years. Now you don't want to go anywhere? No, I don't. And sometimes in life we make decisions not knowing the significance of the decision in the moment, but only recognizing the significance of the decision when you are years later reflecting on that situation. And now I can tell all of you that that was the best decision that I've ever made in my life. Why? Because that was what I call a foundation decision. There are certain decisions in our lives that we make that shape who we are, that lay the foundation for our lives. And in that moment, I laid the foundation that Devin Justin Rodriguez was not a man that ran away from his problems. I was someone that faced him in the eyes. And if I was going to go through the situation, I was going to make sure that I grew through the situation. And let me tell you, see, this message today is for somebody that is experiencing some struggle. Remember, I was trying to open the gate that would enable me to go home and run toward my house to safety. But it was closed and I was beaten up. And a lot of the times in life, we go through that situation where we're trying to open some figurative gate. But no matter how hard we shake, it won't open. And as a result, we just get beaten up by life. And we feel like we run home and just cry and think, can I do this anymore? <laughs> can I last another day? This is for you. Because why? There's a, a quote by Emmanuel Walter Elliott. He said that perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. I'm going to say that again. Many short races, one after the other. Every day is a battle. The good news is that you were cut out for this battle because what's the result of perseverance? What do I get from being a person that embodies perseverance by never giving up? In the eighth grade, let me tell you what you will get. In the eighth grade, I was nominated the school president by the same exact people who beat me to a pulp that day on the park on those rubber mats. I won. But I only won. Because I was persistent. You see, there's only so long that the devil can last. And he was lasting and he was working in those people that were bullying me. But there's going to come a point in your life where the, the devil just says, I am not going to win. I can't beat this person. They won't quit. They won't give up. So now I guess I'm just going to have to go on and try somebody else. Come on. He's going to say that you just won't give in. I'm done bugging you. Let me go try somebody else and hope they're a little weaker. The good news is that you have the ability to outlast the pain. And if you do, you will outlast the pain. And on the other side of the pain is everything you've ever imagined. I could never think in the depths of hell that I was in that I would have my hand raised by Miss Donahue saying that Devin is now the president of PS47.
the same school in which I was beaten up in so many times. But good things happen when you outlast the pain. And I overcame that situation and I won and I was a hero. Why? Not because I had a cape or wings. But as Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of the greatest poets and philosophers of all time said, a hero is no braver than an ordinary man. But he is brave just five minutes longer. Just outlast the pain one more day. And eventually, you'll become that hero. And it's funny because as I grew up and I started to study personal development and my dad asked me a question, he said, son, what makes you different from anybody that's ever achieved anything great? I said, dad, listen, I'm just trying to play Call of Duty right now. I don't got time for your crap. He said, son, answer my question. I said, dad, listen, leave me alone. Stop bugging me. I'm just not naturally talented and gifted. He says, stop, son. Never forget what I'm about to tell you. No, who, anybody in the world who's ever achieved anything great is no different than you. I said, yeah, dad, how is that? He said, listen, they put on their pants one leg at a time just like you do. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. They put on their shirt one arm at a time just like you do. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. So I ask you again, son, what makes you different? I said, dad, listen, I don't know. Can I just go and leave now, please? He said, yes, son. But that really started my personal development journey as that took me on the journey of figuring it out. Am I actually no different from anybody who's ever achieved anything great? And I quickly found out that I indeed was no different. And my journey started as I listened to personal development tapes and I started to read books and I listened to a few guys. The most prominent ones were Eric Thomas, Les Brown, David Goggins, and Gary Vaynerchuk. And my mom and dad would ask me, son, what do you want to do when you get older? I said, mom, I'm going to be like one of these guys. They said, like who? Like one of these guys. Devin who? I said, like Les Brown. Come on, Devin. What are you really? Mom, I want to be like him. (laughs) All right, son. It's good to have a dream. Well, last week on August the 13th and 14th, I shared a stage with Les Brown. In, in fact, I spoke and 12 inches behind me sitting on the stage was Les Brown. It all started with a dream about six or seven years ago. Standing in my backyard during the cold New York winters. Making really bad, but still making YouTube videos, motivational YouTube videos, thinking I was so great. Meanwhile, I wasn't. I'm going to say it again. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected during common hours. And let me just mention this. A few months ago, I made a podcast talking about how I failed ranger school. Oh, now I'm getting excited. I don't like getting preachy, but I have to get preachy just for one minute. I failed ranger school February 1st. A couple of weeks later, I come across Les Brown talking about a program he's launching called Hungry to Speak. I join Hungry to Speak, not having $300 a month to pay for it. I call my dad, Dad, what do I do? I really want to join, but I don't have the money. He said, son, you want me to lend you the money? I said, no, dad. He said, well, you better figure it out. I said, okay, dad, I will. I went and I put $300 on my credit card per month. And here I am in August after I had one of the biggest failures of my life. I'm now living my dream. Come on, you can't make this up. 
And I'm not here to brag, nope, because this is just the beginning of the dream. But what I am saying to you is that sometimes in the midst of the adversity, when you have your greatest failures, there also lies your greatest potential for success. <laughs> I'm getting excited. See, I've tried to steer away from talking like this. Come on, Devin, why are you speaking like this right now? You don't understand how excited I am while I'm speaking this. Because this is me, me. But the good news is, is that it's also you. Napoleon Hill once said that with every failure comes with it an equivalent seed of success. Are you actively looking for the seed or are you so focused on the failure that all you see are the weeds that are eating you up and growing and disguising and just burying all of the seeds of greatness that are within you? So if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected <laughs> during common hours. Stuff will just happen that you will say, how is this happening? How did this door open? How did this door close? And yet this beautiful thing happened over here. Stuff will not make sense. But Emerson also said that once a man makes a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen for you. My message to you today is, what do you want to do in life and who do you want to become? Because once you get focused on that, the world will shift and make it happen for you. As long as you're willing to outlast the pain that you're inevitably going to go through. I haven't got this excited in a long time making one of these episodes, but sometimes God just talks to you and says, Dev, this is the time to get excited because somebody needs to hear this. So thank you. And I want to do something. This is for all of you out there. This is for you. You ready for this? This is for you because I believe in you today and this is what I have to say about it. Come on, clap for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Clap for yourself. Why? Because you have something great that you were born to do. Never be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Be a jack of no trades and a master of one. I appreciate you being here on today's episode of Winter Wednesdays. And I'll see you back next week for listening to the one life podcast where we discuss how to live a life of impact fulfillment and contribution if this added value to you please be sure to subscribe to our show leave us a review and share our show with a friend and that will enable us to touch even more lives for more of us follow us on instagram and tiktok at one life podcast as always, you only have one life to live. There's no time to wait. Act now. Act now.